You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. Welcome to our A's Farm podcast. I'm your host, AthleticsFarm.com Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty. And today, we're going to be talking with the skipper at AAA Las Vegas, Fran Reardon. After the cancellation of last year's entire minor league season, Reardon and his team have finally been back out on the field and back in action again. And now that we're a little more than a month into the minor league season, we wanted to check in with Fran and get his take on some of the A's top AAA prospects. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Fran. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be with you. So now I know that you were involved at the alt site last summer, but you know it was a, a solid year and a half without any actual minor league baseball there for a while. How great has it been for you personally to be back in action and out there on the field in actual competitive minor league games now? Well, you know, you, you really appreciate it after having all that time off and not having a minor league season in 2020. So to come back here to Las Vegas and to, to see the support that, uh, you know, the fans have given us here and to get back on the field every day and, and have kind of a normalized schedule with, with games every day against different opponents, it's been a, it's been a breath of fresh air. And I, I know the staff and the players and the, the front office here has just been ecstatic to get back on the field and compete again. Oh, I'm sure. You're, you're definitely not the only one. So we're all excited to have it back, that's for sure. Now, this year in, in Vegas, you've got a bit of a veteran team there. A lot of veteran minor league players who maybe came aboard as free agents or, or whatever. And then even some of the top prospects that you've got there aren't exactly young guys. Guys like uh, Louis Barrera, Greg Dykeman, they're 25, 26 already. So you've got kind of a veteran team there. What's it like managing a team like that there this year? Well, every year in AAA, the, the teams vary based on, you know, the prospects that your organization has groomed over the years and the, the free agent minor leaguers that, that come on board. And this team is, is you know, uh, very similar to, to other teams that we've had in AAA with Oakland. It's a, a combination of really good prospects that we have that have come up through our system. And then we've, we've got some great talent and some great depth from uh, from our minor league free agent signing. So it's it's been a it's been a joy. You know, we've got a group of great kids. It's a, it's an expanded roster this year, but these guys work really hard. Uh, you know, they, they do have a lot of experience, whether it's in the minor leagues or the major leagues. And that's always nice because they, they have a general feel of how to play the game and how to do things right and how to prepare. So, uh, so far so good on that front. Yeah. Now you mentioned you've got an expanded roster there. Uh, is, is it 28 guys or 30 guys you have? And, and how is it trying to work guys in and, and get people enough action? Well, that's that's been a, a you know a challenge that, that the staff talks about quite a bit, and it's, it's an expanded roster of 28 active players, but you're allowed to have 33 players available. So basically, you put in your lineup that has the 28 active players that you can use on that day. Um, we don't have the full capacity of 33, but we're anywhere between 28 and 31 on any given day, and then you have to cut that down to 28 for the game. Um, and and most importantly, you got, you got to find a way to get 
all the pitchers work. And that's been difficult. You know, you're looking at having 12 or 13 guys in the bullpen every day. And depending on how long the, the starter goes that day, there's, there's just so many innings. So we're trying to keep guys fresh. We're trying to get guys regular work, but uh, so, sometimes you do have guys sitting for four or five days and that's not ideal for pitchers, especially when they need to get, get, get work to stay sharp. But we've been doing our best to keep everybody going and keep everybody engaged. Yeah, that's definitely a, a bigger roster than most uh, managers are used to have, having to handle under normal circumstances, that's for sure. Now, a, a guy I mentioned earlier, one of the one of the top prospects there for you is outfielder Greg Dykeman. And it's interesting because in most of his minor league career, he was hitting in like the 230s. He never took a lot of walks. And this year, I think he's hitting in the 280s. He's, he's averaging a walk a game at this point. He's got an OBP, I think, in the 440s now. He's getting on base all the time. He really looks like a completely different hitter this year. He just seems to be so much more selective at the plate. And it, it really has certainly tur- turned his numbers around quite a bit this year he's not just a power guy anymore yeah and that's that's the biggest thing you can say about where he is as a hitter right now he's uh he's really controlling the strike zone he's not going outside it he's not chasing and he's taking his walks he's not afraid to take his walks and that's how you know that you're maturing as a hitter because if you're waiting for your pitch to hit and you know you're not swinging out of the zone and you're not swinging at the pitcher's pitches then your walk numbers are going to be higher your on base is going to be higher and when pitchers do make a mistake, you're going to be ready to hit it. And that's exactly what, uh, what Greg has done since the beginning of the season. And, and you can tell by the numbers, he's up there in the league leaders and on base percentage. And he's starting to drive the baseball. He's had a few homers and a few doubles in the last couple of weeks. And he's just doing a really good job. He's playing a good outfield and overall just a really, really solid player. That's, that's improving every day. Yeah, it's definitely been a change for him, and he certainly looks like a much more well-rounded hitter at this point, which can can only help him a, a lot going forward. The other uh, high-profile outfielder you've got there is uh, Luis Barrera, who had a chance to make his major league debut very briefly with the A's this this year. He's been back there at Vegas with you now. I know he was hitting great before the promotion. Since he's been back, he, he hasn't been doing quite so much at the plate. Uh, I know everybody kind of raved about him at the alt side and in spring training, and you know what. What a, what a great hitter he was. But can you talk a little bit about what you've seen out of Luis Barrera? I know you've seen a lot of him here the last couple of years. I have. And and anyone who knows Luis knows that he's a, he's a great hitter. He's got elite bat-to-ball skills. Uh, he, he started off really, really well and then made his major league debut. Was only there for a few games, but able to, to collect his first hit. So everybody was so proud of him, you know, coming up through the A system to see one of our homegrown guys go up and, make his major league debut. That was, that was such a great experience for him and for everyone that was a part of his journey to get there. Um, since he's been back, you know, he's, he's hasn't hit as well as he did to start the season, but you know, it's only a matter of time before he gets back to who he is just barreling up balls and, and getting his hits. I think he's just been a little bit over aggressive since he's been back, maybe trying to do a little bit too much. And anytime a hitter tries to do that, then you're going to, you know, go outside of the strike zone. You're going to be a little bit too over aggressive on, on pitches that maybe you can't drive. And I think that's where, where Louie is right now, but he's such a good hitter. It's only a matter of time before he gets back on track here. Yeah. Like you said, it's been a, you know, it's good to see those guys finally get a chance after so many years. I think he was signed as a teenager originally and he's now 25. So it definitely has been a long road, you know, (laughs) another outfielder you've had there, you know, maybe not quite so high profile, but he's certainly making himself more high profile is uh, Cody Thomas who came over from the Dodgers in the off season. And, uh, 
you know, he started off the season kind of slow, but here in June, uh, he's just been hitting like crazy, getting on base, hitting home runs, uh, showing a lot of power. Obviously, many of us didn't know a whole lot about Cody Thomas when he arrived here from the Dodgers organization in the offseason. But can you talk a little bit about what you've seen out of out of him thus far? Well, Cody has done nothing but impress since uh, since he's been with us. You know, he his work in spring training, getting to know him as a person and a player, uh, the way he plays the game, the way he approaches every day, his professionalism, his athleticism. Uh, in the beginning of the season, he wasn't getting as many regular at bats just because of the the sheer numbers that we had. And once he did get his opportunity, which came about three weeks ago, probably starting in uh, in Sacramento he really started to shine with the bat and his at bat started to get more consistent. Um, Cody has a track record of hitting for power. He always did with the Dodgers, but his power was mostly to the offside of the field to center field. And he never really showed much power, or the ability to pull the ball with authority. And I know that's something that our hitting coaches have been working with him on. I know that's something that, that Cody has been working very hard and, and you, you kind of see the results of the work that he's put in and the, the uh, the time that our coaches have put in with him to get him into a, a good position to, to really pull the baseball with authority. And he still has the ability to use the whole field, to go to left center, to go to center field. And he's so strong and he's so athletic that if he does get his pitch, it doesn't matter where it is, he's got the ability to hit it out of the ballpark. And he's been doing that in, uh, in spades here the last two or three weeks. Yeah, he certainly has. I mean, uh, he, he's really been just <laughs> hitting the heck out of the ball. Uh, it was just so surprising because we really didn't know that much about him. And then to suddenly see him just be so productive after getting off to the slow start was really, uh, really a good thing to see. Another um, uh, outfielder that I think a lot of A's fans are aware of is Buddy Reed, who you've had there. And unfortunately, I know he hasn't been playing much of the last, uh, or at least in June, he hasn't been in the lineup a lot. And I think I think maybe it was uh, due to a hand or a thumb injury, if I'm correct. Yeah, Buddy's going to be out for a while. He's uh, he's got some some ligament issues in his uh, in his hand, and it's something that he dealt with in his other hand previous in his career. So he knows where he stands. Um, he's not with the team currently. He's uh, he's going to see a doctor in Arizona to, to figure out how we're going to get this fixed. And you know, so for the foreseeable future, Buddy won't be with us. But he's certainly an exciting player that definitely made a positive impact with us while he was here and hopefully we'll get him back soon now a guy that was with the A's to start the season now he's down there with you is infielder uh, Vimeo Machin and uh, I, I'm sure curious to know because you know he was a guy that went from double A directly to the major leagues with the A's and he'd kind of skipped over triple A before and now he's back there so he didn't have a lot of experience before he maybe some things he needs to work on maybe some aspects of his game that need to be ironed out but I'm curious to where you feel he's at now that he's uh, uh, there in AAA with you? Well, I, I think he's getting more comfortable with everyday at-bats. You know, he started off the season and wasn't getting the at-bats that you need to stay really sharp in, uh, in Oakland, and that's certainly understandable. And like any header, the, the more at-bats you get, the more comfortable you're going to feel, the more rhythm that you're going to develop. And I, I think uh, Machine is at that point right now where he's such a good hitter. He's got such a track record of hitting at every level that he's that he's been in the minor leagues um he just needs to get to a point where he's getting everyday at bats and that's currently what he's doing he's got his up his average up to around you know 280 285 which is still a little bit low for him you know giving it giving his ability to hit but he's certainly driving the ball with more authority and 
you know, getting getting that rhythm and that comfort level that all great hitters need, and he's pretty close to, to where he needs to be right now. Before we talk about a few of your pitchers, uh, one last guy I should bring up is uh, your first baseman, Frank Schwindel, who was just uh, named the league player of the week. You know, he's a minor league veteran, 28-year-old guy uh, who was signed in the offseason as a minor league free agent. Uh, but I guess it's good to know if anything should happen with the A's. Uh, God forbid any injuries or anything. It's, it's good to know you've got some guys who can swing the bat like him down there. I think he hit five or six home runs over your last four or five games, something like that. Yeah, he's on quite a tear right now. He's been our most consistent producer in the middle of the lineup or anywhere in the lineup all season. And just what he's been able to do, not just the power. You know, you, you look at the, the 11 home runs, and he's got six homers in his last 10 games, something like that. Uh, it's it's the it's the hits that he's going to take that, you know, that are – two strike hits, two strike, two out, two out RBI hits that he'll just shoot the ball to right field. And, you know, it doesn't matter if he does have two strikes or what the situation is. He's always changing his approach based on what the at-bat demands. And that's something that all great hitters do. And you see it in his numbers. You know, you see the power there, obviously. He's got more power than, than you know, you need at any level to, to get mm-hmm. the ball out of the ballpark. But his batting average is up over three, three fifteen, three twenty. Um, his on base is good. He's walking more than he ever has in his career, which shows that his approach is in a really good place. And and he's really doing things at a high level when he steps into the batter's box. And you know he's such a hard worker and he's such a good kid that you'd like to see guys like Frank have so much success and hopefully he gets another opportunity with Oakland. Yeah, like I mentioned, I wanted to ask you about some of the high-profile pitchers you've got there as well because uh, there's a lot of guys that are well-known to, to A's fans there on your staff this year, starting with Dalton Jeffries, who had the chance to make his Major League debut last year. He started out the this season uh, on the injured list, but uh, he's been back in action. He's made about four starts. He's going to start tonight, shortly after we have had this conversation, and you know, he's looked really strong. He's got an ERA in the ones. I don't think he's walked a single batter over his first four starts. But can you talk a little bit about the development of Dalton Jeffries and where you feel he's at at this stage of the game? Well, I, you know, Dalton was at the outside the last couple of years and just, just watching him work and watching him get better and watching him develop pitches, um, it, it's been a real joy. And to watch him compete and how he attacks hitters and how he attacks the strike zone, you talk about his elite command. Well, you combine his command with his stuff, and you're talking about someone that's going to be a very good major league pitcher, and he's done everything he's he's needed to do in his first four starts. You talk about the, the no walks, his low ERA, which obviously go hand in hand, and the fact that he's not afraid to pitch the contact. He trusts his stuff. He trusts that his stuff is better than the hitters, and he's going to challenge you with, with balls over the plate, and he's not going to give you too many too many mistakes, but I tell you what, he's going to attack you, and it's a lot of fun to watch him pitch. The defenders love it because they're always engaged and ready for action because he he doesn't waste a lot of pitches. He doesn't waste a lot of time. He pitches with great tempo and great confidence, and he's in a really good place right now. I tell you what, it's it's a lot of fun to watch, Bill. And like you mentioned, it's also great for the guys playing behind him when, when he's not going to a full count on every batter. You know, that, that's not something the, the, the guys in the field like to see, right? <laughs> Oh, exactly. And you notice the, the, the defenders are much more engaged when he pitches. And, you know, it's just it's just kind of human nature when when you're, you know, there's going to be action. You're always ready for that action. And, and the pitcher is 
is, you know, he's really the, the guy that controls that. And it's, uh, it's, 100% in effect when Dalton pitches. Now, uh, another guy, another starter you've got there that have been a bit of a mystery is Grant Holmes. You know, he's had a, a rough go of it here almost every outing this year. And I know myself and lots of people had kind of high hopes for him coming into this season. And he's he's really struggled a bit. Uh, what what do you feel Grant Holmes is going through uh, at this point? Well, I, I, I just think he's had a little bit of a, a speed bump trying to figure out some things, trying to trying to get his breaking stuff back to, to where it is, trying to take some uh, some miles per hour off of his changeup so it's not so similar to his heater. And, uh, you know, the, the, the core of every starting pitcher, uh, success or failure, is the ability to command the fastball. And I know it's something that he's really, really working on, and it just hasn't come yet, but – you know, everyone still has a lot of faith in Grant and his ability and, and his stuff and his velocity. It's all, it's all on the plus side and his, his work ethic and his, uh, you know, his preparation is, is second to none. I, I just, I just think he needs to see some results and maybe, uh, you know, get a little bit more confidence with, with some good results. And it's hard to have the confidence with, without the results. So, you know, just maybe having a, a great start or a great outing can uh, really turn the season around. Yeah, that's true. One one good outing can certainly put you on a whole new path. Hopefully, the the second half will be much kinder to him. I know he's had an ERA, uh, I think, in the 11s at this point. And and another guy there is AJ Puck, who's been working out of the bullpen there for you. He is another one. I think his ERA is currently in the 11s, which is not something you you ever like to see. He's been giving up a lot of home runs there, but uh, he's also been racking up the strikeouts as as he is wont to do. Can you talk a little bit about where he he's at, where Puck's at? Come Coming back from the injury and what kind of uh, trajectory you feel he's on at this point? Yeah, well, the, the the first thing that you have to look at when you you talk about AJ is where he is health wise, and he's been through some struggles injury wise the last couple of years, and just coming back and and uh, you, you know mentally getting over the the hump of hey, am I okay? Am I a hundred percent? Do I have my same velocity? Do I have my same command? My same feel for off-speed pitches and I think that's where AJ is right now and that's where you're you're seeing a little bit of inconsistency with the high strikeouts and the the high heart high hard contact rate or the high home run rate um he he doesn't really have a, a consistent feel for the the total package the the pitching the location the command uh, the secondary stuff and that's what he really needs to work on right now and uh I think First and foremost, you have his his fastball velocity, which is which is back. I mean, he started off 92, 94. Next outing, 94, 95. In his last few outings, he's been up to 95, 97, 98. I think he hit 100 his last outing. So the mm-hmm. fastball is is getting back. It's just a matter of him being able to locate it and having the feel and establishing the feel for the secondary stuff. Which, when he was healthy before he got hurt was some of the best in the game. So he's just working to, to get back to being uh, not only just a stuff guy, but, you know, learning how to pitch with his stuff and commanding his fastball in secondary. So it's it's been a journey for A.J., but he's working hard, and, you know, we, we hope to get him to a point where he can go 
help the big league team sooner rather than later. Yeah, it'd certainly be great to be able to see him uh, on the mound in Oakland being able to, to help the big league club. Uh, I think a lot of us would be thrilled to see that, him, him included. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a couple other guys in your bullpen there before we wrap up. And uh, one is uh, left-hander Adam Kalerik. You know, the A's acquired him in the offseason from the Dodgers. And, you know, I think they really hoped he was going to be a big left-hander out of their bullpen this year. And as we all know, he struggled quite a bit in his time with Oakland. Oakland, and now he's back there with you in Vegas. Do you have a sense of what's uh, what's uh, up with with Kalerik and you know what he needs to work on to get back to being the effective pitcher he used to be? You know, uh, he, he's he's interesting because he's such a hard worker and he's such a, a tough at bat for lefties and righties. He's got so much ability and he's had so much success that you look at a guy like that and say, well, hey, what's you know what's the issue? Why isn't he having the same kind of success? Well. You know, first is opportunities. You still need to, to get opportunities to, to go out there and, and perform. And, you know, he's getting those opportunities now you know, to, to get regular innings, which was tough for him when he was in Oakland. And there's some things that he was doing mechanically that were different than, than what led to his success when he was with the, the Dodgers. And, you know, he's trying to get back to uh, the arm slot that, that he used last year. And, you know, with guys that throw from like a sidearm lower angle, if you're off by just a little bit, that can affect the way the ball moves. And I think that certainly was the case. So, you know, he's working with our video guy and our pitching coach, uh, Rick Rodriguez and uh, Lewis, our video guys, helping him, you know, do some comparisons and some side by sides. And hopefully that's going to get him back on track and get him back at back up to Oakland. Yeah, let's hope so. Now, the one final guy in your bullpen I wanted to ask you about is probably someone most A's fans don't know about, and that's Domingo Acevedo. You know, he's a 27-year-old, six-foot-seven uh, righty who spent a lot of time in the Yankees system and then signed as a minor league free agent in the offseason, but uh, he's been very effective for you. He's leading your team in saves, and I think he's struck out 25 and 15 innings, something like that. So he seems like a kind of an intriguing arm down there. Yeah, Domingo's been, uh, he's been incredible for us. Uh, he's been our most consistent guy out of the bullpen. His stuff is really good. You know, he's got a fastball that, that's in the 94 to 96 mile an hour range. He's got a really good changeup. He's got a really good breaking ball. And he, he has a lot of deception with his delivery. Like you said, he's a really big man. He's got long levers, and he's coming at you with some some violence and some really good stuff, but he repeats really well, and he has the ability to throw any one of his three pitches and then he count for a strike, and then he's got you know some some wipeout stuff with his secondary pitches. So he's just done a really good job, and uh, you know to see him have the kind of success that he's had, especially with his high strikeout and low walk rate, uh, he's really getting it done for us, and I, I think he's going to really, really help our Major League Club this year. Yeah, it's great to know there's some arms down there uh, in case they're needed anyway. And then finally, before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you, you know, we discussed early on, it's been kind of a different season. The expanded rosters are just one thing. We've had this whole minor league uh, reorganization. You're now playing six-game series every week. You're having one day off every week. Every Wednesday, you've got off. You're now playing in a 10-team league as well. How ha- how have things just been different for you with the whole just sort of makeup of this minor league season this year? You know, there, there's been positives and negatives, but for the most part, you're you're not really thinking about the negatives because at the end of the day, Bill, we're we're playing. So whether we have six game series, three game series, 
whether we're playing 10 teams or we're playing 30 teams, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, you just have to, <laughs> you just have to adjust your schedule. You have to adjust your, your mindset that you're going to be in one city for six days. And it gives you an opportunity to, to try out more restaurants and unpack your suitcase a little <laughs> bit more. So it, it, the differences haven't been very noticeable, but you know, at the end of the day, we, we, we have a, a, a game that night and, you know, six game series, doesn't really matter to us it's it's just all good that we're playing well after a year and a half half off if they if they'd asked you to play double headers every day this year you probably would have been happy too i imagine so <laughs> yeah believe it <laughs> all right well thanks so much for taking the time out to, to talk with us today fran we're glad you're back in action as i'm sure you are and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon all right appreciate it bill take care And thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find updates on the A's top prospects and all the daily action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty, and we'll see you again down on the farm. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.